In for the Night is a podcast that discusses movies, random topics, and gives you an excuse to just stay in for the night. We're here, you see us, only if you're on Patreon. Do you love us? Do you love us? Oh. Wow, that got real dark, real quick. So this is where you get to join us and see our facial expressions, because you don't get to see it when you just listen. I mean, you can kind of like think like, oh, they might have made this facial expression, but then it's probably the complete opposite. So unless you absolutely know us, you do not know my which facial. wifey doesn't even know me. And she's been married to me for almost five years. So four. I said almost five that we have a year and a few months. Almost five. Help me. No, help me. S.O.S. Like Some freaking uh, what's his name? Me. The short comedian black guy. Kevin Hart said, help me. It's like a skit he's talking about when he's like, have you seen it? It's like a real quick (laughs) off subject. It's like a short little skit he's talking about. He's like on his little comedy thing. And he's talking about like if he if he has a best friend, then he doesn't he shouldn't need to like tell his best friend when he needs help. He's like, you're just supposed to know. So he's like, if my wife comes up to me and she's like you know, bitching at me or whatever, and I give you this look, you're supposed to know to step in and help me. And then when he goes to it, he's like, help me. Help me. And he just says it like three times. That's where it's from. You got to see it. It's funny. Great. Great. Hi. Other people would know what I'm talking about, but you like to read. So Yeah, you hate me because I'm literate. I don't hate you. I just said you like to read. You hate me because I play video games. So Like 27 hours a day. Yeah, well, I work a lot and I want to play video games. So I'm playing video games. See, this is what I have to deal with. Look at that. You see him? <laughs> Look at that. Look and at now that y'all thing. see Fifi, oh, right? She, no, you can't see Fifi. You can't see Fifi? Oh, you can't see it. Oh, there's her head. <laughs> Don't mess it up because it took me an hour half to set it up. All right, get Just down. Just pull your mom. microphone. Get down. All right, everybody get take down. a shot. Get down. Get down. I will take a drink of my water. You have gin. Take a just shot of your gin. I don't have gin. I have Sprite. Mixed with Zephyr. I mean, so we good. should get seriously sponsored by Zephyr because we got like multiple fucking... I've gotten probably three or four liquor stores to sell it, and they keep it on the shelves now. Yeah, so, and they sell out of it. Like the one here where we live, the guy got like six bottles, I think. They don't keep a whole lot of bottles on the shelf, but he got six bottles of everything, and he said he sold out within like two or three days. He had to get more. You're welcome, Zephyr. So now he, yeah, we definitely should like, I need to contact Zephyr or something. Caveat, I do not like gin. This is not your typical type of gin. Yeah, it's not. It's gin. It's labeled as gin, but it's called a floral vodka. And it's really fluorescent. It doesn't fluorescent? No. It has a bouquet, a lovely bouquet. But normal gins taste like pine needles to me or Christmas trees. It's like you take a big bite of your Christmas tree. That's old man liquor is what it's called. And, well, it was cheap to make, cheap to buy. So, like in England... In London, gin was like they had nickel gins or something, and it was supposed to be like the cheap booze of the thing. Time. Oh, vodka's booze or cheap? No, too. because that was in Russia. It started so gin was cheaper because it was easy to make, and beer was harder to come by. I can't remember why, but well, Zephyr is delicious. Yeah, and it doesn't taste like pine needles. So if you don't like gin, try Zephyr if you can try. Get it. I usually drink it on the rocks, but I've been mixing it with Sprite, Sprite lemonade because it's mm-hmm. delish. 
So. Really, and then, then you know the Walmart flavored waters you like the Zephyr with like watermelon. You can really mix it with like almost like anything that is like fruity or cranberry or grapefruity, grapey, like really anything, and it'll taste good. It's just that tasty. Taste. Or you can just drink it on the rocks. I mean, I wouldn't say take shots of it because the bottle is only like this big. It's not a big bottle, and that's the only size that they have. So I wouldn't really take shots for it or with it. Because it is, the black is, is $45, and then the regular is like 35. 40 or 39.99 or some shit like that. So it's not super pricey, but for the bottle size, it's kind of pricey. So, But it's delicious, and you would enjoy it. Yeah. All right, moving on. How was your week? Uh, whew, It was rough. I worked uh, three doubles in a row, so that's three 16-hour shifts back to back to back to back, back to back to back to back, yeah. Back to back to back. Back to back to back. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I was, I'm a little tired, but then, you know, I get on a flight, come back home. I usually stay up for a little bit and then I go to bed. So I think I've caught up on my sleep yet now, but it's just been a, you know, rough three days. Yeah. Nine hours today. I think I slept for about nine or more yesterday because I went to bed at 10, woke up at seven. Yeah. little after seven so i don't intend i need to start setting my alarm that's what i keep messing i just like lay down expecting wifey to wake me up when she feels like you want to get up. and then i look at the time and it's like 12 hours later i'm like fuck i did not want to sleep that long so i need to start setting an alarm or just let me know and i'll harass you that too but i didn't i didn't do neither so she just let me sleep and then I she didn't comes do either eat neither i want to say neither it's a double negative so you did both i am i can do that I have a right. So if you didn't know he was black originally, guess what? Ty's black. There's proof. I am proof. Doc Black. I'm sexual chocolate. What's non-sexual chocolate? Uh, <laughs> the opposite of me. White chocolate? <laughs> no, I love white chocolate. You're <laughs> white chocolate. <laughs> it's so good. Like the Hershey's white chocolate. Oh, I miss eating those. <laughs> I can't. Oh, for y'all that don't know, I'm pretty sure we said it a million times, but... I don't do dairy, so a lot of people are like, oh, that sucks. But no, my body just does not allow me to do it, so I just stopped doing it like seven years ago now, probably. Um, so yeah, I cannot have dairy shit. So white chocolate Hershey was like one of my favorite candies back in the day. I tried it like a couple years ago. It just makes me sad. You don't like chocolate. I'm surprised like you're married to me So because I'm mm. all chocolate. Mm. I'm sweet and savory. As Dom says, you're brown gummy bear. Exactly. Brown, <laughs> oh, chocolate gummy bear. No, but he says brown gummy bear to me a lot. How's brown gummy bear doing? And I'm like, that is disgusting. But what is what, a brown gummy I wanna bear? I want to say you're root beer flavored. I'll take that. Because I don't, chocolate gummy bears just make me sad. I think a chocolate gummy bear would probably be delish. I no. mean, if it if it's not like the gummy bear tasting, like the fruity tasting, if it's just like... They take out the fruity and just do a chocolate gummy bear. I think that would be really good. I would probably eat the shit out of that. I don't think it would be really good. Mixed with candy or candy corn. Oh, my God. That's like the epic sadness of candy. That is the epic greatness. No. I love candy corn. Great. Only smart people like candy corn. So you call me dumb? Uh, I'm not calling you that. If you take that, that is all on you, ma'am. I mean, you did have a very blonde moment one time. The one time. <laughs> he's Manager never gonna special. He's never gonna give that up. Nope. 
Until you come out with another one, which I'm probably not. will never happen. So. I hope you get Alzheimer's soon. Alzheimer's? It's Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's? But it's Alzheimer's because there's no T. Um, Alzheimer's, was, so you forget it. How was your week? It was good. Worked. So I like been have tired lately. Been tired. Yesterday was really tiring. But dogs are fighting, so take a shot. On them. We need to have like a movable dog, camera. Dog camera. Dog camera. Um, they're double teaming Wade. That sounds terrible, but they're double teaming Wade. It's a threesome. He's like, where are you going, Lala? <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> then he attacks all of them with his face. Um, my week was good. Like Monday was normal. Tuesday, I got a lot of shit done. Wednesday, I was exhausted and I just did not want to, I could not function like normal. And then, yep, today I got a lot of shit done because today's Thursday. So she's been having like off and on. She's like super tired one day and the next day she's, you know, better. And then super tired another day and then she's like better. We're still trying to figure out what the hell's going on. It's not normal. Um, for her, it's normal because it's been like this and she's like five or some shit like that. So, but. We're trying to actually figure out why she's tired, and um, hopefully we can nip it in the butt. But so far, we've had Good. zero luck. So, but so that's that's our updates. We have a big episode today. She has a big episode. I'm just here for um, shits you know and shits and giggles as I hit my microphone. All right, so um, our movie. Do you remember what the movie is? Uh, Candy corn. That's not a movie. That's sadness. <laughs> uh, it is uh, Princess Bride or Bride Princess. Princess Bride. Like and Bride Princess. do you want to read the, the synopsis? I don't know why you asked me. That is my job. You do the intro. I read because I know how to read so well. <laughs> okay. <let's>... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who fucking lied to me? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're lying to yourself. <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh, no, Fifi is here. She's licking my hand. You need to take a shot. It again. is the Princess Bride. Sorry, not Princess Bride. We lost a uh, freaking trivia question one time because it's that uh, "This Is America" song by Childish Bambino, and we said America, America, and we got it wrong because it's th- no. We said this or. This is America. We said is America or something like that. It's America. We only said one or two words, and it's this is America. So we got it fucking wrong. That pissed so. me off because we were like tied for first or yeah. something. It was, and I was carrying the fucking team. Well, y'all yeah, don't you shit. You do trivia, and the rest of us don't. We just drink and play video games. So and anyway. have tater tots. Mm, love tater tots. <laughs> uh, the Princess Bride, <clears throat> 1987. So super old movie. Thanks, babe. Thanks. I'm 85. What do you mean? I was so. born in 1987, so this is my birth year movie. I don't. I, so, ooh, we should do that. So next time, so maybe I need to change my movie. We should no, do. No, we're not stopping it because that's too much chaos. I just got it to work. Stopping what? The no, video. not stopping anything. I'm just saying we should change my movie so I can do a 1985 movie. So the year I was born. We don't have time to stop this so you can figure it out. Oh, I was like, I don't see what you mean. Okay, We're not so stopping. next time. Next so time. the next movie you can that you have, you can Why do. are you so mean to me? I am sweet. <laughs> you were like, let's dub it and let's spend no, 20 minutes. No, I was meaning just to f- me figure it out, but I forgot we need to announce it now. So I, w- I wasn't putting that together. That's why I didn't know because the why last you needed to stop it. 60 episodes, we've not done that. No, we all. haven't. No, not at all. I haven't been here, remember? I've been possessed by a demon. Uh-huh. Um, so let's see. 1987. 
Why to watch? Charming, exciting, and witty. Someone it said. Was. Ooh. Wow. Told you. Suck it. Look at the freaking reviews on this. Suck it. This is probably the highest ever, I would we say. We got 100% on one for Rotten Potatoes. Yeah, because it was like maybe two view, two reviews. No, I didn't count. This is like an old movie, and it's like this. This is so a good movie. On IMDb, we got an 8 out of 10 on IMDbizzle. Sorry, I fucked that up. Um, 98% on Rotten Potatoes. 86% on Just Watch. And... 28%. Fuck it. I know. I know the numbers. I know the numbers. Fuck Don't it. Even, what do you mean? Fuck it. <laughs> That's a new one. I mean, like, fuck the 28%. I know what the real number <laughs> fuck was. Fuck it. Uh, we got 88% Google users love this movie. Not like loved. No, Does kidding. it really say love? No, oh. fuck no, it doesn't. Um, that hurt my heart. Uh, good. I'm glad. I'm fucking glad. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> Janie. Um, so, synopsis. Penis, peni. A fairy tale adventure about a beautiful young woman and her one true love. Pfft, shit doesn't exist anymore. Thanks. Um, love you too. <laughs> love you too. You can suck my dick. I said true love. I'm not your true love. Are you, are you, am I your true love? Every day a little less. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so is it only going down like that much? Because if it's going on, down that much, depends on what you do to piss me off. Because there's a <laughs> segueing. There's a Facebook post that said you should be his piece, and I was like, that motherfucker does stuff that pisses me off every day. <laughs> and so no, you can be your own goddamn piece. I choose chaos. Oh, I want another segue. I watched this other thing yesterday. Jeez, Lala and Wade are playing a lot. They today. play all the time. You're just not here. Uh, take two shots. The dogs are like, even Lala's playing. I, so we lowered her diet. I think she's been a lot more playful lately. I don't think she feels like fat and sluggish anymore. So it's a good thing. But uh, I was watching this thing on Instagram yesterday. This guy and like, I guess his girlfriend and wife. He was like, I just want to apologize to my wife. Like, um, <laughs> he was like, so. I just want to apologize because, like, I asked her what she wanted to eat, and I, I don't think she said it. She's like, I don't know, you pick. So he's like, we ate somewhere where I wanted to eat at, and I apologize because I didn't read her mind and go where she wanted to go. And then he was like, I also want to apologize because I got in bed today and I didn't ask her if she wanted a glass of water, so I apologize for that. It's like basically... Everything that like happens, you're supposed to. The guy's supposed to read the woman's mind, and that's like impossible because you know it's how like you can get over that asking, and they don't want to say yes or no or maybe what you like. If you were asking your significant other where they want to go to eat, don't ask that. To ask them to be like, hey, guess where we're gonna go to eat? Say guess, and then they'll take it as a game, and then they'll choose the one they want to go to. Instant. Some people don't like playing games, babe. So that's impossible. I love too. playing games, mind games. Okay, evil look. <laughs> All right, so anyway, back to the side. Penis be nine. Uh, he must find her after a long separation and save her. They must battle the evils of the mystical kingdom of Florin to be re- reunited with each other. Based on the William Goldman novel, The Princess Bride, which earned its own loyal audience. Mm-hmm. Release date is October 9th, 1987. Oh, I'm older than it. 
you are. Just by a few months, though. Um. So I mean, it didn't make that much, though. I mean, it also I mean, came it's out 1987. So box office was 30.9 million, and budget was 16 million. But it had Fred Savage in it. Which he was big in that day because of the Wonder Years. Fred Savage, who the fuck is that? Fred Savage is the grandson. Grandpa. Oh, yeah. the grandson. Yeah, he's a lot older now. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> that's like 36. How old is Billy we? Crystal, Miracle Max. I'm 36. I'm Robin 36? Right. How I don't know how old I am. 57. I mean, she still looks exactly the same, though. Well, sort of. At least she didn't do a lot of, like, plastic surgery. At least you, at least you don't really, like, you can't really tell. So oh, is that her? Hey, wait, no barking, sir. Take a shot. But uh, the guy who played Wesley, he he held up pretty decently. He's, the main guy? Yeah, he's Yeah, he still, looks exactly the same. He's still, like, I mean, he looks older, but that's, like, not a bad older. But he's still, like, acting and shit, and I've seen him in something. I can't remember what. Oh, yeah, he was in Robin Hood, Bend and Tights. Oh, I haven't Twister. Seen he was in Twister. He's in Twister? Liar, liar. Saw. I love Twister. Oh, yeah. He was in Saw. So, Twister. So, for y'all that don't know, I might even make him a movie. Maybe. I don't know. So, my two, like, mm-hmm. favorite grown-up movies is Twister. Grown-up movie? Growing up movie. Oh, I thought you said grown-up. I'm like, adult movies? How like about you porn? clean that earwax out of your ear and listen to me, my love? It's not Twister. It's called Twist Her. I would love to twist you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, Twister and uh, Richie Rich. Fucking love those two movies. So I might make both of those eventually. Richie Rich is such a kid movie. I'm surprised. That's like Good Burger. Yeah. So you did one Good Burger. So I'm going to do Richie Rich. I haven't seen it in so long. And I I fucking remember. I just remember that. Oh. Wow. Dogs hit the desk. So if you saw that, take a shot. Lisa didn't. Did it mess up the camera? No. Okay, good. We're still. Lala was like, got all scared. Why would you touch it? I was just pushing it down because now it's only like your head, like here up, but that's fine. Yeah, that's all you need to see. You don't need to see like my body. All right. So just a few points on this movie. Again, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. We're not going to go point to point. Um, We're just going to go through the main topics. And then we have a big topic today. So we got to transition. Yeah, we got to skedaddle. So um, my first point I wrote down is Ty is like Fred Savage. He's like the grandson. Fuck yeah. Because he was like... Oh, I don't want to. I don't want grandpa. He pinches my cheek. And then he's like, oh, romance. Oh, they're kissing. Skip this part. So that's how Ty was in the beginning of this movie. He was like, oh, I don't want to. This is going to be so like S-U-X and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I like how you say it like I do. Because you're annoying and I was acting like you. Oh, no. (laughs) I also pointed out that the mom has a mullet. Um, The mom does have a mullet. She was in there for like two seconds. But I mean, she was she was rocking that mullet out. So, um, so Ty is like Fred Savage, complaining. We got it's a good movie. Watch it. It's not like I mean, it's not bad. Would I watch it again? No. You but. liked it at the end. You were like, that wasn't too bad. See what I just said. Anyway, so um, <laughs> at the beginning, I wanted to bring up the topic um, when Wesley was always saying as you wish and that's all he said to Buttercup which is a terrible name and then apparently that means I love you like what, the they, out of here. she fell in love because oh then she soon realized that she was in love with him and I'm like well he did all the shit for her of course she's gonna love him well it was the narrator whoever it is was like yeah as she did know every time he said as you wish is him saying I love you like no I, I no I don't think so 
I think he was just saying that. And then, yeah, he did love her, though, but I don't think as you wish meant I love you. Well, I mean, for him it did. But I was saying, I don't um, know how how she could have fallen in love with a dude that only said as you wish. Because she would come, like, fun boy. Like, what is that? Shine my saddle. Blah, blah, blah. And she probably meant to shine something else. So, I mean, she was not hardwood down there. I do not care what you say. She's not hardwood down there. What do you mean? Re- do I really have to explain? <laughs> Meaning, it's not laminate. It's not carpet, babe. It's not laminate. It's carpet. Well, yeah, it's carpet. Hell yeah. Back then in the <laughs> 1700s, they didn't shave. <laughs> it's going to be super swampy down there. You got to dig. <laughs> you need a weed whacker. Um, so yeah that was my point i'm like how could you fall in love but i guess if people do stuff for you eventually you'll soften to them um butter buttercup is the worst name like literally that was her name who would name her that her dad her Um, why her dad why not the mom and a dad i could just see the dad being like oh she has hair like buttercups and possibly bullshit or maybe the maybe that was like the dad's like pet name. Maybe he was, you know. But then her name is like Barbara. Sasha. Sasha. <laughs> <All right>. Barbara. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a name that wouldn't be back in the day. Karen. Oh, there we go. She didn't do anything didn't to do defend shit. herself. So in the fire forest. Oh, what was it? Fire swamp. Why fire swamp? She did nothing. Wesley did it all. And I'm like, she, he's like, we made it through. And I'm she like, grabbed a stick and hit him like one time, like love tapped. The R-O-U-S's, like yeah. rodents of a rodent usual. of a usual size. Take a shot. There's dogs. Okay. So um, I like the saying. I love Inigo Montoya. I love Fe- Fezzik. So the giant and mm-hmm. the Spaniard. Oh, uh, with had the white or the tights. The, the, the leather white. pants. The leather tights? Sure. I mean, he was flexible as fuck in those. So. He was limber. He was limber. Um, one of the quotes that I liked in this, uh, it says, get used to disappointment. And I love that. I was like, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's definitely someone someone should take to their life, you know, get used to disappointment. There's two other points, I, well, like two other things I want to talk about. Um, so during the, the poison situation where... Mm. Um, Wesley went to, what's his face, Vizzini, and he was like, okay, we're going to do a battle of wits. And then he put the Iocane powder into the wine, and he made a comment, which is very actually true. Australia is peopled with criminals. So back in the day, when Australia was just kind of getting inhabited, it was actually mainly a prison. So English people would send all of their people, if they were ever going to go to prison for life, they would send them to Australia. They'll be like, fuck y'all, bitches. And then they would send them over there. So Australia, yeah. And so in Sydney, there's this huge prison. Like you'll see like little islands, but they're like fortresses in the islands. And those are actually where the prisoners went. I did not know Because it was teeming with sharks and shit. So nobody's going to really. I mean, they could try to escape. Could try, but they die. They wouldn't. See, a shark won't attack you unless you're bleeding. So if you're not maybe, bleeding, maybe not. if you're if you don't swim like smoothly, it'll think you're a dying fish and attack you. So there's a, anyway not getting into shark attacks. We, can, we should. That's <laughs> topic. But um, 
but that was it. There's one in Sydney that I wanted to go to is one of the bigger ones. And it, you can do a night ghost hunt there. That would have been cool. Well, let's go to Australia then. So I'm, I'm down to go back. Um, and the last point that I wanted to bring up was at the end when Wesley was brought back to like, if you haven't watched the movie, watch the movie. If you, it's, he it's still old. had his love spark there, so he wasn't Whatever. fully gone. But he makes a comment about how he's going to pretty much, uh, what is it, disfigure Prince Humperdinck. Even though he didn't, which he is didn't, stupid. But because Prince Humperdinck's a wuss. He's not really going to fight against Wesley when he said, first I'm going to cut you off at your feet, then your, uh, at the, uh, your hands at the wrist, then your nose, then your left eye followed by your right eye. And then he's like, okay, next, then you're my ears. And he's like, no, because I want you to hear the little children scream. Oh, dear God, what is what that? What is that? What is that thing? And I'm he like, should have dismembered him. He was only doing that to stall, though, until he got his, like, feeling back. Yeah, but I mean. It was I just mean, a stall. But Prince Humperdinck survived. And what sad, sad, sad. Anyway, sad. I really love this movie since, it, like, being a child. It's a really good one. If you haven't watched it, do take the time. If you don't think you're going to like it, still give it a try because it does have funny things in it. It has giants. It's a swords fight. It has fire. It has... It doesn't necessarily have giants. It's Fezzik. He's, he's not... Andre the Giant. He is the giant. that gianty. I was thinking, like, giants like Cyclops giants. Like, no. fucking, you know, like... Uh, what is that movie? Um, Gulliver's Travels. Uh, no, never heard of it. Um, it's not my fault. Jolly the fuck. Jolly Green Giant. Is it Jolly Green? No, that's the not Green Jolly... Bean guy. No, it's the movie. It's like the giants where they eat people, and it's like back in like the kind of like medieval Cyclops. times. No trolls. No, there's a I can't remember the name of it. I've seen it. It's like Jack the, the Beanstalk. The guy the. Guys like climb this long vine that goes up. Jack to, and the Beanstalk. Is it that one? Yes. But do the giants eat yes. people? Okay, then that one. Yeah. So it's like that's giants. Jack and the Giants or something. J yeah yeah it's Jack and something. Jack and the Giants. Jack and the Jolly Green Giants. Uh, whatever. Okay. So what is your score for this one? What is your score first? Why you gotta ten. ask me first? It's a ten. I know you're not gonna give it a ten, so that's why I asked you first. I don't know. I don't know what I should give it. What Can do you, I be neutral? No. Can I be neutral? No. Uh, let's say, so seven comes into mind, so seven. So it gets an 8.5. Or an eight. Oh, no, 8.5, yeah. You're going to question my math. All right, so that is our movie. Definitely go watch it. You can watch it on Disney+, Plus. also Amazon Prime. Um, that's our ratings on it. That's our review. We do, we're doing it quick. But still, we are taking up time. So now we are going to move on to one of my favorite topics, JonBenet Ramsey mystery and who murdered her. If you didn't know who JonBenet was, she is a child who got murdered. I really want to know, like, how famous this little girl would have been. There's theories out there that she's actually Katy Perry. But oh, yeah. 100%. Shit. So um, I do want to mention a couple sites I got this information on. So first, Suburban Nightmare is actually a pod podcast that I got some of this information from, um, their website, and then theindependentandbiography.com. So all of this information does come from there. Um, so let's get into it. JonBenet Patricia Ramsey was born August 6th in 1990. 
died November 25th slash 26th in 1996 because they don't really have a good time frame because it was Christmas night Mm -hmm. that she died. So she was only found the next day. Damn, Christmas night. That sucks. It does suck. So um, we're going to, so going forward, I'm just going to call her JB because John Bonet is a fucking long name to say multiple times. So JB um, was a child beauty queen who lived with her family in Boulder, Colorado. So Boulder, Colorado, Colorado. Um, her dad is, his actual name is John Bennett Ramsey. And then his mom, her mom was Patsy Ramsey and she had a brother, Burke Ramsey. They did have half siblings that came in a little bit into this, but I didn't dive into it. And at the time, Burke Ramsey was nine years old. So JB was six. Burke Burke was was nine. nine. Got it. And just to give a little background for that, I cannot cover my camera with my papers. Um, So the family was wealthy. John Ramsey got an end of year bonus for $118,000. So what he did, I didn't really get into because I didn't find that pertinent to the case. So they were really wealthy. They had like a 7,000 square foot home. It was really nice. It was a mansion. All the So they already had money. Yeah. So they had money. They were, they were really wealthy. Um, I watched recently watched a documentary on John Benet Ramsey and like facts and stuff. And now John Bennett is not doing so well, but he's still like making enough money to survive. But he's not as wealthy as he once was. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. What about the wife? Right, we'll get into it. Oh, excuse me. Um, so <clears throat> now this is where the story starts. So the night before they had a uh, the night before JB was found. Um, the Ramseys went to a Christmas party at their friend's house. Um, it went late. They came back. JB was already asleep. They put her to bed. Burke was asleep. They put him to bed. Everybody goes to bed. Um, so on December 26th, Patsy Ramsey woke up about 5.30 a.m. How does a bitch do that? I don't know. But You she, do it all the time. I know. But um, 5.30 a.m., she walks downstairs to get uh, some coffee going. Um, she was wearing the same clothing that she wore the night before, which was very unlike her. And so that kind of gets into speculation later. Um, I will not cover it, but they just one of the theories is that the parents had something to do with it because she didn't change. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know how that leaks in, but whatever. Um, and so on her way down the stairs, like there was a back, they had a front stairway and then they had a back stairway that went to the kitchen. So mm-hmm. it went directly to the kitchen instead of having to walk around. Um, and on that back stairway, they found a 2.5 page ransom note on the back stairs leading to the kitchen. And so this is where you get to come in. Oh, so I was like, where am I in this? So I am going so, to tell you what to read. So you get to read only the ransom note, please. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. All the way to the call? Yeah. Okay. So. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We you are sound group- more menacing. Listen carefully. I don't think you can hold that, but okay, go. I mean, I could, but I'm not going to do the whole thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> we are a good group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We XX respect your business, but not the country that it serves. I'm not sure what the XX means. I don't know. There's just two two lowercase x's next to each other. Um, at this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want her want to see her, if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw 118 thousand from your account. 100 thousand will be in hundred dollar bills, and the remaining 18 thousand in twenty dollar bills. Hey, no. 
dog is pulling on something he shouldn't be playing with. So take Sorry. a shot. Take a shot. Um, let's see. Make sure that you bring in an adequate size attached to the bank. Achate. Achate to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. Um, Dog again. Take a shot. Let's see. Delivery will be exhausting, so I... Yeah, exhausting. So I advise you to be rested. If we monitor, if we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence an earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Well, then there you go. Um, <laughs> it's settled. Just do it all early. Just do then. it. Why you didn't you do get, that? Yeah, then you get it early. Like, duh. Um, any deviation of my instruction will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., what about like NSA? Uh, etc. It covers well, that. Well, Go well, continue because it's funnier. <laughs> Go. Uh, <laughs> will result in your daughter being beheaded. Jesus. <laughs> if we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. They what? literally put that in the ransom note. What? Keep on going. You will be... <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, Jesus. She dies. If you alert any bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance to get of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Do, don't try to grow a brain, John. <laughs> Jesus. You are the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. We use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory. SBTC. That so, is the most bullshit ransom note I've ever read. That is the longest ransom note I've ever heard of. But I love the fact that it puts in there, you have a 99% chance of fucking this up. And I'm like, well, why are you making it so yeah, difficult? right? Uh, like, okay. this is, oh my God. So that is the ransom note, folks. If you have not read that before, it is just a lot of information in there. And we're going to kind of cover a few things that stick out, which should have stick, stuck out to these people. Okay. I needed to be a cop back then. I would have solved this case instantly. Just you wait. Okay, so immediately after Patsy gets this note and reads through it, she starts screaming, going through the house, and then guess what she does? She calls the cops. She calls the police. Um, even though they told her not to even talk to a stray dog, she calls the police. Um, and so police officer Rick French arrives and does an initial search, pausing in front of the door that JB, so John Bonet, is later found in. Um, no, and pauses at the door that she was found in later? Mm-hmm. Okay. So why didn't he go through it? I He just, like, oh, it didn't look like it was used recently, mm. so he just kind of went around. Okay, so this is where 
you get to read so the next one. check everything. I know. Terrible but fucking cops. Uh, All right, so nine uno uno call. So you have to be Patsy in this as well as 911. So 911 is calm. Patsy, how would you think she would be calling? I am not going to be fucking screaming and acting irate. I mean, just a little bit of passion. Okay, then you can read it. No, you have, it's your part. Well, I'm not going to do that. Uh, this is not like an acting thing. Like, I'm not trying to, like, be on, what is it? I'm not trying to win a... a Grammy? A Grammy or award. That's a song. No, it's not. A Grammy's a... Emmy. Emmy. Yeah, you're right. It is an Emmy, not a Grammy. <laughs> no, I think there's something Grammy. I think that's acting, though. That's I think, singing. Oh, yeah, Emmy is acting. Anywho, so 911 call. 911 emergency, inaudible. So that sh- they couldn't understand. Keep on going. Oh, police. 911, what's going on? Uh, PR? What's the- Patsy Ramsey. Patsy Ramsey. Okay, PR, 755 15th Street. What is going on there, ma'am? We have a kidnapping. Hurry, please. Explain to me what is going on, Okay. We have a, there's a note left and our daughter is gone. A note was left and your daughter is gone? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. How old is your daughter? She is six years old. She is blonde. Six years old. How long was, how long ago was this? I don't know. I just found a note and my daughter is missing. Oh my God. <laughs> These people are fucking stupid. Uh, I didn't say it out loud. Sorry. Uh, does it say who took her? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, this, this is crazy to me. No, but this is actually how, what she, they I, said. I know. It's, I know. That's why it's even more, if it wasn't, if it was just like, eh, interpret it, I'd be like, okay, but this is literally what happened. Um, does it say who took her? No, I don't know. It's there. No, I don't know. It's there. There is a ransom note here. What? She's like... I don't know it's there. Okay. Um, it's a ransom note. It says SBTC victory, please. Okay. What's your name? Are you Patsy Ramsey? I am the mother. Oh my God, please. I'm okay. I'm okay. 911. I'm okay. I'm sending an officer over. Okay. That's just too many. Okay's please. Do you know how long she's been gone? No, I don't know. Please. We just got up and she's not here. Oh my God, please. Jesus. Okay. Please send someone. I am honey. Please take a deep breath for me. Okay. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Patsy, 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 Patsy. Well, no, she's like Patsy, Patsy, Patsy. Oh, she hung up already. Obviously. No, she didn't, but we'll get into that later. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. So with that being said, that is when uh, Officer Rick French arrives and does his initial search of the house, only pausing in front of the door that actually led to John Bidet's body. Um, so, Detective Linda Arndt. So, we had a police officer. Now we're getting a detective. So, we're heightening up that, that mm-hmm. bullshit. So, Linda, Lindy, Linda Arndt pulls John and White. So, White is the last name of a family friend. He was called in to help John, like, look around the house and see if they could find her. Maybe she was hiding, mm-hmm. whatever. But that... The ransom note, whatever. And so Linda tells John and White to do a top-to-bottom search of the house. It was then that John opened the door to the basement spare room and saw JB's body, so John Bonet's body. She looked to have been strangled and mouth was covered with duct tape. John picked up her body and ran screaming upstairs. By bringing Why her... Why the fuck would he pick up the body? By bringing her upstairs, leaving the basement door open, the evidence has been tainted. Yep. 
So just kind of setting the scene here. Um, in this whole thing, a shit ton of people were walking around. Mm-hmm. No precautions were taken. No mm-hmm. tape was put up. Mm-hmm. All the neighbors came over were helping. All the neighbors came over and were helping. It was just a shit show. So whoever... Jesus. And so getting any sort of DNA or anything really... It's, it's just all tampered. You can't. It's all tampered with. So any of the... Inf- like the... Uh, what is it? Details? What did I just say? Evidence. Uh, evidence. Could not think of that after I just said it like five times. So all the evidence that they had to were there was very little that they could have grabbed and everything was messed up with. So um, Jesus. now we're going to kind of they everybody's devastated. Ramses are freaking out. The detectives are doing their best and they're just like trying to collect as much evidence as they can, even though all of it's pretty much it's fucked tampered up. with now. You can. Um, so December, December 28th, the Ramses uh, cooperate with the authorities. So. This is like two days later after they found the body. This is when all the whole family give blood, hair, and uh, handwriting samples. So first and foremost, it is their house. So DNA will be all over that bitch mm-hmm. no matter what. So that's where I was just like, okay, I don't... And they probably have people over, so there's going to be other people's DNA. Right, because every, like, everybody in the neighborhood throws a party and everybody visits each other, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, they're a very friendly neighborhood. And so... It was just, there's going to be DNA of everybody there anyway. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard if it actually was one of the neighbors. So um, the 29th, so the day after that, the family flies to Atlanta. So Atlanta was actually their original home before they moved to Colorado. Mm-hmm. So that's where they are right now. Um, on December 31st, uh, JonBenet's funeral is held. She is laid to rest in Marietta, Georgia. So this is only... So they're living in Colorado. They go back to Atlanta. all of and their then, families there. But they lay her to rest in Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia? They oh. fly to Atlanta. And... I didn't know Georgia was in Atlanta. Atlanta was in Georgia? Same thing. Um, so my the, the thing is that bothers me a little bit is it went by really quick. I know you're wanting to bury this like your family member as soon as possible so you can start healing but the 26th they found it and the 31st of that month they went to bury her i would want to keep her around for to gather as much evidence as i could well obviously it was an inside job though so it was so. five days later that they had the funeral five yeah, they're like nah, well. i had to do the math in my head um so then the day after that I'm pausing for effect. The day after that, January 1st, John and Pansy gave an interview. Patsy said on television, there is a killer on the loose. If I were a resident of Boulder, I would tell my friends to keep, keep your babies close to you. There's someone out there. She added, America is suffering because, because have lost faith in American family. Citing the example of the mystery of what had really happened with the OJ Simpson case, because that was really like close to the same time. Um, we are a Christian, God-freeing family. We love our children. We would do anything for our children. Yeah. Do anything. Key words right there. We would do anything for our children. <laughs> so the interview was not well received by Boulder Police, who s- sent five detectives to Atlanta. So we get Colorado to fly out <laughs> to fucking Atlanta. Oh, it's detectives. What, yeah. What is the jurisdiction of detectives? Like police, Boulder police. Um, yeah, police, they can't send. They can't send police from Colorado so to Atlanta. That's out of their jurisdiction. Detectives. Just, like, just 
let me talk really quick and I'm going to clear it up. So prior to them putting this interview out, they told the police that they were too emotional for an interview. Mm -hmm. Then they, on January 1st, they give an interview on televised. It's televised. So mm -hmm. everybody in the nation like sees this. Mm -hmm. And so the police are like, what the fuck? So that's when they send the police back like to follow them and talk to them and be like, hey, they're not really doing anything. They're just trying to get more information. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're interrogating them or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just more so information gathering because now the family that has lost their daughter is now that like a thousand thousands of miles away mm -hmm. and it's going to make it really hard to finish this case well first of all it's them like their daughter that happened to their daughter and then like a few days later they're leaving the state right. and going to a different state that's stupid that's already a bad thing like, you're not supposed to leave like a crime like the yeah, state you're not, you're not supposed, supposed to, to like hop states or whatever you're yeah. not supposed to leave the county yeah. but they flew and even though they were technically the victims of it but that still is very suspicious like if someone would do that now they, they would they be would like be the prime subject yeah or sub suspect uh, suspect. suspect words wow. are hard words are hard um so who sent five detectives to atlanta police reported shocked that the family claimed that they were too emotional to be interviewed by investigators but were able to do a cnn sit down so that kind of wraps up that situation um so january 3rd is when Things get a little interesting. Detectives revealed that the ransom note was written inside the house. Mm -hmm. um, it was said to be Patsy Ramsey's notepad with her Sharpie. Mm -hmm. um, January 8th, five days later, news came out that there, were, there may have been a practice ransom note. Evidence shows that the person who wrote the note first practiced on another piece of paper. So my question to you is, how long would it take you to write a two and a half page ransom note? five hours me it would probably take two and a half pages like writing fast i guess writing yeah. or like is you, it like like uh, you read you the ransom it? note writing that ransom note how long would it take you to write that ransom note i mean to get the wording and everything it would probably take me over an hour or more Okay, so over an hour um i think they did some tests with different people just to write it out verbatim how they were doing it and it took the fastest person 20 minutes mm -hmm. and that's the fastest person mm -hmm. and legibly so everybody else took 45 minutes to an hour there you go so thinking about that this person grabbed patsy's fucking notebook and her sharpie practiced once threw that away and then started another one that leads to about two hours in the house mm -hmm. depending on again how long fast they could do it so this person's in the house writing this note, mm -hmm. just chilling and kidnapping a child. That just doesn't line up. No. For uh, When you kidnap a child, you take the child or you take the person. You don't stay in the house. So about two months later, on March 7th, uh, a handwriting analysis eliminates John as being a suspect, mm -hmm. but not Patsy. Mm -hmm. So Patsy is considered a possibility for writing that ransom note, like, uh, allegedly. Um, so on April 19th, guess what? JB's parents, so John Benet's parents, become the prime suspects. Yeah. Next page, folks. Um, so actually, it's only really uh, eh, two pages of information, and then we're going to go to fun theories that it could be. Mm -hmm. um, so... 
this is when formal interviews are conducted with John for two hours and Patsy with and Patsy for six and a half hours. These new statements replace the initial ones made right after the murder. So now this is months later that they're giving information again. And so this is when they could either have communicated with each other and been like, okay, this is what happened. Yeah. This is how we're going to do it. They could have got like their story straight. And saying that, um, I think I mention it later here, but I will um, say it now. They, Burke was then also interviewed like around this time, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the way he was talking was not a typical kid. Like he was saying things like, I, I don't remember, like there was like a phrase that he kept on saying and Patsy always said it. And mm-hmm. he he's a kid. He wouldn't normally say something like that because it was very adult for someone that young. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy that... I would I would have pushed for further. They were too emotional. No, they weren't. Like, no, they're not. Um, so, guess what? On what happens on May second, John and Patsy speak to the local media. The victim's parents talk to the local press, including Nine News. John stumbles over his daughter's name. He can't say his daughter's name, which is like almost exactly like his fucking name. Calm down. Uh, and addresses the rumors of her possibly being sexually molested, calling those most hurtful innuendos. Patsy says, I'm appalled that anyone would think that John or I would be involved with such a hideous and heinous crime. But let me assure you, I did not kill John Binet. Okay, so... Yeah, she's probably right. She probably didn't kill John Binet, but she's covering it up. So... Going through the sexual molestation, um, so at, doing the autopsy, they found that um, John Bonet had vaginitis, which is sometimes typical in kids because they play down there at certain ages and they can get irritated. And so that can sometimes mirror sexual assault. Mm-hmm. So it, to my knowledge, I, I don't feel like she was sexually assaulted. I don't assaulted. think so either. I, just from what I've been reading over and what I've seen like in documentaries and such, I don't feel like she was. I think it was just... It, it happened and it was a bad timing that it happened that she had vaginitis because she brought like uh patsy brought john benet like shortly before this to the doctor because of something like that and he, he was like oh yeah it's typical it's not a big deal mm-hmm. so um i don't really think that but i think people took that information and ran with it oh yeah trying to like That's be accusatory do. and all that mm-hmm. so on July twenty, uh july 14th so that same year autopsy reports were released the pre- previously sealed autopsy results were released. They confirmed a deep ligature around the victim's neck and another around the right wrist. This was evidence she was bound and strangled. Uh, and also say that the blood and abrasions were found in the girl's vaginal area. So, again, that's where the sexual assault mm-hmm. kind of came in. Um, and that she was struck in the head violently enough to cause bleeding in an eight and a half inch fracture to her skull, according to CNN. So an eight and a half inch fracture, that's about yeah, that. How would you even get that on the skull of a little kid? Like a little kid's rep. skull is probably like that big maybe. So they would have to like hit like, multiple spots. Like No, just like if you hit it really hard once, it could crack around. The skull is like the strongest Not bone in, a in the body. Six year old, babe. Oh, that's true. This you're thinking of you. I could hit you in the head a couple times and you'd be fine. But not that I would. Mm-hmm. Or would I? Um, anyway, um, I'm staring at myself while I'm talking to myself. Um, so, 
Uh-uh-uh. Also, they were talking about how, I think I do this in one of the theories as well. Um, so the ligature around the neck is as if a garrote was there. So a garrote is where you have two pieces of something, like string, pretty, for example, a string, and then it's around like a long piece of stick and you twist it to tighten it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's a garrote. And so that's what they think strangled her. But there's also evidence of her like little half moons of like blood and like, I want to say abrasions around her neck as if she was trying to get take it off take it off yeah that means that the hit on the head didn't come till later till late either later or it was but she wasn't dead Mm -hmm. and so they had to kill her (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that's where i'm just like that's kind of creepy because like it was all over her neck like as if she was fighting for her life Mm -hmm. but that that's that's chilling all right, so um, about a month later, um, August 20th, 1998. So we're, again, no, this is a year over a year. Yeah. A year later. So there's the investigation is still going on. Um, I did put in there from 1998 to 2000, grand jury leads and investigation. So I just didn't want to put all the, like, courtroom legal junk in there because yeah. to me that's not very interesting. Like, you can definitely look it up if you would like on the sites that I mentioned earlier. But... Um, on August 20th, 1998, something interesting happened. Burke's voice is reportedly overheard in the original 911 call. Originally, the Ramses... Burke is the son, right? The son, the mm-hmm. nine-year-old. Well, now he's 11, I think. Originally, the Ramses had said Burke was asleep the morning his sister was discovered missing and didn't wake up until the police arrived. However, in the 911 tape that was now been, that has now been enhanced, Burke's voice is reportedly heard in the background. And this is where you get to read. Oh, in the background. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. What, I thought that was like an after thing. Um, so in the background. And now nearly 20 years after the six-year-old's murder, new technology has unearthed the conversation that followed after Patsy thought she hung up the phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what <we're> was not- <laughs> that? <laughs> Forgot wrong video now. <laughs> um, really, now. If you want to know what he mouths, be a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see. Um, we're not speaking to you, a male voice. So uh, a male voice? Thought yeah, yeah, a male voice. We're not speaking to you, uh, which is delivered, believed to be John Ramsey, can be heard, can be heard, can be heard explaining. That's Sometimes I don't know why I like copied it. I, it's it can be heard explaining. What did you do? Help me, Jesus. A female voice, believed to be Patsy, responds. What did you find? A child's voice that thought to be Burke asked. The family have always insisted John Benet's older brother Burke was in bed at the time of the grim discovery. So they're all awake, and from what they said in the very beginning, I there was that it was another old. line in there. Mm-mm. Can I see? From so there'd only been so before originally they said it was only in Patsy that was awake, but it turns out they're all awake. Yeah, they're all awake. I I swear to God. Oh, we're not speaking to you. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, I was trying to because I was thinking like, oh, I thought Burke talked first. Yeah. And then the mom is like, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, and then then the dad dad would be like, we're not talking to you, kind of like shunning you right now, but it's not. So. 
it doesn't yeah, line up. That doesn't make any sense. Like, we're not speaking to you. Like, who is the dad talking about? Because the son didn't say anything until, he, like, unless the son said something, but they didn't pick that part so up. So it could be that, or my thought is Bert came down and he was pulling on, like, his dad's, like, arm or leg, just trying to get his attention. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're not talking to you. Yeah. And so then the mom's freaking out after she did the phone call. And then he's like, what did you find? That's the son says, what do you find? Like, the, what did you find? Like, that's creepy. Like a little bit. What is happening? Take a shot. One of the dogs is making weird noises. It's Wade. Okay. So in 1998 to 2000, grand jury leads an investigation in May 20 on May 24th, 2000, John and Pansy hold a press conference. I roll my eyes. Um, John Bonet's parents hold an, a news conference to announce that lie detector tests confirm they are innocent in the death of their ch- daughter. However, the test wasn't run by the FBI and not accessible to the invest. Uh, what is it? Acceptable to the investigators. So they took lie detector tests, and they were like, "Oh, we're innocent because it said we're not lying." It, it, a, it, their lie detector tests are no longer admissible in court because there's too many factors that can fuck up a test. Mm-hmm. So you can be like, "Yeah, I know you're lying," but we can't bring it to court and be like, oh, they failed the lie detector test. But if they have enough evidence against you, it can still help, mm-hmm. like, help that uh, test. Anyway, so that's bullshit. Um, on June 24th, 2006, Patsy dies of cancer. So uh, maybe, maybe not. Just wait. Um, did it do that same year? A teacher, John Mark Carr, confessed to murdering her daughter but was cleared because his DNA did not match any of the samples found on the scene. So he was just like, I did it. And then he quickly was eliminated because his none of his DNA wow. was there. Like back then, it People was are... terrible with the uh, evidence and, and um, it's a, like the, policing. Like I, I was about nine years old. I was Burke's age when this went down. I remember the, what is it, the tabloids and shit with JonBenet's. I was picture. I was like, oh, she's pretty, but why does she have so much makeup? Like, it was crazy. I have Wade here. Oh, my God, he's so cute. He is cute. Um, so Patsy dies of cancer, blah, blah, blah. So in 2008, the Ramsey fan- family is cleared through touch DNA. So touch DNA is just, like, like shave off a little bit of, inf- like, information, D- DNA from stuff. Mm-hmm. And so right now, the family got cleared. But... With how little evidence, how much little evidence they had, it's just hard to actually. Like, I give it to the family, I guess, because they cleaned up their their stuff very well, obviously. But, I mean, that was their house, so they lived there. They are going to have DNA all over that anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, so on September 12th, 2016, so eight years after that, mm-hmm. this is almost 20 years later, Burke breaks his silence, but reveals no answers. So after 20 years, JonBenet's brother, Burke, sits down for an interview with, guess who? FBI. Dr. Phil. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And this is what he said. This is what he said. It probably was some pedophile in a pageant audience, he said. He repeated it twice. He said that exact same sentence twice in his interview with Dr. Phil. Some pedophile in a pageant it, that makes zero sense. So How would this pedophile get into the house? Pageants, like the, she did, she was a beauty queen, so she would go to pageants and people would sit in the audience and watch. I get that, but she died in her house, though. They stalked her and killed her. 
I don't. I'm just saying. In the house. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's shit. what I just. That's what I'm just saying. How would this person get into the house? So, in one of the theories, um, the downstairs basement window was broken, and so that's how John Bennett, the dad, he would sometimes forget his key, and so he would just slip in there. And he said that he was like, "Oh, it's broken. I've been meaning to fix it. I use sometimes use that window to get in when I forget my key." And then I was watching one of the documentaries and somebody was like, oh, you can't possibly slip in there. Like yeah, this woman those windows who... windows are not big enough to no, fit a it person. No, was, it was big. It was, about, oh. it, was, it was big enough I could fit through. But this woman who's smaller than me and she's like, oh, I can't even fit through there. And I'm like, bitch, John just to- said he does. Like, mm-hmm. you're just trying to prove that they're not, they're not innocent. You're trying to prove them like... To be innocent. No, they're they're trying to prove that the parents did it. Oh. So they were like, nobody can fit down there. But John was like, yeah, I did. And he slipped through and he's like, and then this other investigator slipped through and he's like, yeah, that was like, that took me five seconds. Like, it was not hard to do. And so. So this rich family has a broken glass window <clears throat> in the basement and they left it broken. But it, it, you wouldn't know it was broken unless you knew it was broken. Like, you wouldn't, it's, you can't see that it's broken. It just doesn't have a latch on the inside. So unless you were snooping around or saw John jumping through the window, you wouldn't know that it was broken. So it's not, I don't know, it's not like there was missing window. It was just the, like, latch thing it was broken. I mean, his argument that saying it was a pedophile, I mean, it could. It, it could. Could. Possibility. There, that's a possibility. And it's but like, I highly, highly doubt there's it. there's sick people out there who do... St- He's moving your microphone. Can hey, you? hey, get down. Take a shot, folks. Wade is here again. He wants attention. We're we're almost through the the dates right now, so we're gonna go into theories afterwards. All right. So, um, so again, that interview with Dr. Phil led to nothing. It was just stupid. So on November twenty second, only a few months ago, I oh, almost a year, but almost like a few months oh, ago, so recently, recently. So twenty twenty two. Oh, shit. November 2022. Since JonBenet's murder, detectives have investigated leads stemming from more than 21,000 tips, letters, and emails. Authorities said in a release, we have traveled to 19 states to interview or speak with more than 1,000 individuals. Mm. And we still don't know to this day. Nobody has been, what is it? It's an unsolved mystery. That was an unsolved mystery case. So with this... That is where we are kind of sitting because we, unless something else gets produced, we're at an impasse. We don't have any answers. We don't it's know who. It's been way too long. And now. like, the mom's dead. So if the, if she is holding a secret, of course she's holding a secret. Well, she's let, holding a secret, and the and the brother is holding. So a secret. let's let's go through the theories. So I have four four and a half theories that we're gonna touch base on right now. Okay, so. Theory one, one that the Ramses would like to be true. An unknown intruder was responsible for the murder. This is a theory that John John Ramsey believes to be the most probable. Several pieces of evidence point to this theory because the solution to the being the solution to the case, as the true crime documentary documentarian. documentary mentioned on the night john benet was murdered two windows in the home basement were left partially ajar additionally a third window in the basement was broken however it was worth noting that the window the broken window appeared undisturbed due to intact cobwebs covering it if someone had entered this way the cobwebs would have been 
been destroyed. Oh, 100%. Okay, so that's the window thing. So a couple of them were left open, I guess, and then there was one that was completely broken. So I think these were the pump ones. Yeah. That's, that's what, what it was. Um, in the months leading to the murder, over 100 burglaries have occurred within the neighborhoods near the Ramsey's home. Additionally, there were reportedly over 40 sex offenders living within two-mile radius of the home. One of these offenders, Gary Olivia, confessed to the murder. So, there's four, uh, in a two-mile round radius, 40 sex offenders. That's That's a lot. Okay, so Gary Olivia... Olivia was a pedophile who reportedly lived only 10 blocks from the Ramsey home at the time of the murder. He is currently serving 10 years in prison on unrelated charges. In a letter sent from prison, he claimed he killed John Bonet, but that it was an accident. Despite the confession, Olivia was never charged or convicted of John Bonet's murder, mainly because his DNA did not match the DNA found at the scene. Wait, so there was other DNA? Whose DNA was it? There was just a bunch of DNA, like, around. But, and his wasn't there. His wasn't there. Same, same with the teacher, same with this guy. We're done. Okay, so that is theory one. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for theory two? Yeah. You get to choose one of the theories. So, okay. I, I have an idea of what you're going to choose, but I have a different one. Okay, so, John Bonet's parents were responsible. So, mm-hmm. that's theory two. No, I don't believe that. Police reported that there were no signs of forced entry at the scene. Additionally, they felt that elements of the scene were staged, such such Mm -hmm. as the ransom note found near John Bonet's body. Ramsey's parents, well, John Bonet's Ramsey's parents have been also described as uncooperative at times. Some authorities theorized that Patsy Ramsey, John Bonet's mother, fatally struck John Bonet over the head after John Bonet wet the bed. She then strangled her daughter and staged the scene to cover up the beating. Of course, the theory was largely speculative, and Patsy Ramsey had no history of abusive behavior toward her children. So, going back to the bedwetting. So, real quick on that, they said it was a fatal blow, but she wasn't... So... That's not true. It could have been. I I mean, maybe if she wouldn't have went to the doctor, yeah, it might have been fatally, but... With her trying to take the, the thing around her neck off, that means she's still... See, but that's only a theory. So some people believe that she tried to fight. Other people just think it was just kind of how the ligature twisted on her neck and like went down. So if you're tightening something on a neck, how's it going to go down? Because if your neck is smaller and it's not like if it, It, I'm just saying. If you're twisting something, especially if it's like a rope or like one of those like wire things, you're gonna use a both arm. You're gonna be twisting it. Yeah, it can go down maybe eventually, but once it like once it's tight. It's not going to move. See, it wasn't. That. It wasn't. It was only close to it. So I. It could be her fingernails. It could be just how the cord went down her neck. I. I allegedly don't know. I mean, you can. I'll even let you test that on me. It is not. I'm not going to test that on me you. Me being, like, hard. I, I like science y stuff and physics, and that is not possible for you to be tightening something. And because you know, moves. if you start up here, it, like if the narrow part is at the bottom. And you start up by a thicker part, it is going to slowly go down. That is how it works. Yeah, slowly go down when you're. Well, I'm, yeah, I get that. But once it's tight, like once, yeah, once it, it's like, tight, it, once, once it, it goes, catches, I guess yeah. you could say, it's not going to move. So it could have moved and left those marks and then just tightened and then it's fine. But how's it going to leave marks if it's loose and moving down? It I mean, it still could be tight and like not tight, tight, but tight enough to leave marks because she's a child. She has fair skin. It could have pinched. Like, you know, I pinch my I finger. I, I get blood one. blisters all the time because I pinch it in random small shit. I don't agree with that one. Okay, fine. 
Um, anyway, so apparently John Bonet kept on wetting the bed, and Patsy was upset about it constantly. So that was one of the things that could have been a reason. Um, other speculate. Suspect that John Ramsey was responsible and point to the ransom note left at the scene. The ransom note was written on paper from the house and explicitly requested $118,000, the amount of money John Ramsey received as a bonus at work before the murder. So they. Yeah, so why would he do that and then write a ransom note for the $118,000? It's really strange that the kidnappers knew exactly how much money he got. And so. I'm sure the mom knew. I'm sure the yeah. son knew. I'm sure maybe a friend nine. knew. I'm sure there's Just probably wait. quite a few people. In addition, knew. the other items used in the murder, such as a <clears throat> garrote fashioned from a paintbrush and a heavy-duty flash uh, and a heavy-duty flashlight, came from both came from the house. So the weapons that they speculate were the murder weapons yeah, actually came it's from an the house. Inside jobs. Okay, so that's two. Mm-hmm. Number three. John Bonet's brother committed the murder. Mm-hmm. Again, he was nine at the time. Just keep that in mind. Burke, who was nine then, was reported to have a mental health issue and was aggressive towards John Pinay. According to the family's housekeeper, he reportedly has a history of defecating on his sister's bed. After getting angry at her, he also struck his sister in the head with a golf club. <laughs> That's not a soft item. No, um, it's not. Regarding the murder itself, it is theorized in CBS's The Case of John Bonet Ramsey that Burke Ramsey had hit his sister over the head with a flashlight after he had, she had stolen a piece of pineapple that he had been eating as a midnight snack. It was later shown in the autopsy that context of John Bonet's stomach did have pineapples. So her stomach... Oops. Hey, no, sir. Take a shot. Take a shot. So her stomach contents did have pineapple in it, and so... They're thinking that she stole a piece of pineapple from his bowl, and he didn't like that. So he lashed out. Um, and so it was believed that this was not, that the hit was not intended to kill her, but the Ramsey parents, upon seeing what their son had done, had then covered up the murder and uh-huh. staged the scene to give the appearance that a stranger broke into the home and committed the crime. See, I want to know now how they found the body, but we will never know that because a friend found the body, picked her mm. up immediately, and John, took her upstairs. her dad found it. No, but okay, who picked up the body and ran upstairs? John, the dad. Okay, so dad found the body, so now we'll never know how the body was found. Because if the body was found in the basement, for one, it's in the basement. That's not where the murder was technically committed. Maybe, maybe not. There's no proof to either way. I'm sure she didn't get hit in the head down there in the basement. Maybe, maybe not. Why the, Why would the son be in the basement eating pineapple? He wasn't. Like, he, exactly. I'm so, just saying there's no evidence to prove where she was killed. There is no evidence. She was found in the basement, and that's where... that's where, Yeah, because it's staged. That's what I'm getting at. I know. So I feel... Well, I'll let you go through the fourth one. So that... Okay, so that's number three, the brother. Mm-hmm. So again, one is a random person, two is the parents, three is the brother. Now we're going to go to four. <clears throat> Someone who I am keep on covering my camera. Sorry, folks. Someone who knew the family personally committed the murder. Some have pointed to the ransom notes mes- mentioning of the 118,000 to indicate that the killer may have been a jealous coworker of John Ramsey, who knew the, that his yearly bonus was the exact amount. That exact amount. Additionally, some had speculated that Santa Claus impersonator Bill McReynolds, who was at the family home the, the days before the murder, committed the crime. Proponents, oh, take another shot. Um, proponents of this theory state that the Reynolds, 
uh, gave John Bonet a Christmas card that stated, "You will receive a special gift after Christmas," which some people interpreted as a threat. Additionally, Mr. McReynolds' daughter went missing 22, 22 years before the murder on the same day the murder had happened. That was via bustle. So there's a couple people here that they were talking about. Um, some think it might be uh, John's coworkers, and then another person was Bill Reynolds, who was the Santa Claus for their Christmas party. Um, and John Bonet gave Bill Santa Claus a thing of glitter, and he loved it so much. And his wife was like, "Yeah, he was over the moon that he got glitter and blah blah blah." A little creepy, because John Bonet showed Santa Claus her room, and he knew where it was. And he was a friend of the was. Her, where her room was. Oh, okay. And he's a friend of the family, so John John might have commented, "Yeah, I need to fix the basement stair, like basement window." Uh, it, yeah, but why would that person, random person, come in and just kill a daughter? That, no, so I, don't, I don't agree with that one. It, it is. I think it's number three. Just wait, we have a crazy theory. Okay, one what's more theory. A crazy theory. So this is the last one. I this is why I called it four and a half theories because <laughs> this is crazy. Crazy theory number one. There's only one. One of the theories, one of these series is that a wolf broke into the home and killed John Bonet. Get the fuck out of here. No. The crime, the family covered up the crime because they were scared of being accused of her death. The only evidence to support this ludicrous theory is the presence of an unknown animal here is found on John Bonet's Ramsey. No. A wolf would not strangle someone or hit them in the head. Or use a garrote to twist it like, with their little paws. Like, get the pies. fuck out of here. No. Okay. So it is 100%. I, I would, if I had a million dollars, I would put a million dollars on it. If we could somehow, like, get evidence back and find out who it legit was. I think the son did it. Mm-hmm. And he was pissed off because obviously he already had history of hitting her in the head before. Right. So he was like, oh, you're going to take my pineapple? Fuck you. Hit her in the head. And then he, like, freaked out because she was probably convulsing on the floor, told the mom. The mom came down and woke up, mm-hmm. covered it up. So that's why the whole twisty thing happened. So and she had so, to, like, kind of put her out of her misery, which is terrible. A midnight snack. Okay, so talking about the midnight snack of pineapple, he's having pineapple. She comes down and steals a piece. He hits her in the head. And then they're screaming, yelling, whatever. Yes. She's crying or whatever. And the mom wakes up, comes downstairs, probably her, the dad too. In her the clothes that she was wearing, so she never took yep. them off, never showered, because she said, "Oh, I showered and I just threw on my clothes from last night." No, that Which, doesn't ever happen. And so that being said, the mom tries to cover it up she, with her paintbrush, like her paintbrush and garrote. She uses her notepad. She writes out the letter, practices it a couple times because she has time now. This is legit the same exact thing that happened in freaking Orphan First Kill. Right. And so it's just one of those things where it's like it points to that so well, but there's no definitive evidence. Like, yeah, she had pineapple in her stomach. Maybe Burke gave her a piece. Well, I mean, because they're semi smart by getting rid of the murder weapons, obviously, mm-hmm. cleaning all the blood. No, up. the murder weapons were there. The flashlight and the garrote, the cord was right next to her body. So why can they get, oh, you can't get fingerprints off it because it's, it's in the house. It's in the house and it's Patsy Ramsey's like stuff. Like, so she's already touched it. So it's only like, unless they could find other fingerprints on it. But you have to remember all of like, all of the evidence that was there was tainted as soon as John picked yeah, up. Her they daughter. had way too many people. Yeah. Picked up in, the, picked up the uh, John Benet. Yeah. It just, they, but they probably planned all that though. No, like, I mean, <laughs> 
In theory, if that is how things went down. I'm like very, 98% sure. That's, that's a very down. smart family doing that. Mm. I mean, yeah, they went through a lot of hell the last, like the first year. But then after that, it's like, oh, you don't have enough evidence to convict me. And then karma. Like, now the mom had cancer. But karma. overall. But, I mean, technically it's not fully karma because the brother's still alive. So Brother's still alive, but he's... he. The the only creepy thing I think about eleven he did a video interview with somebody like a psychologist, and again he was saying weird things like it wasn't very cohesive. Mm-hmm. And there's I forgot it's like the guilt smile or something where you know you're you're trying to like be sneaky and put one over on somebody so he was smiling through it like creepy. That is the signs of a freaking psychopath. So there's videos online and he's just smiling and he's like. Yeah, like, oh, I was asleep. I like, and he's smiling through. It's really oh, creepy. Sorry, yeah, Bert. No. Yeah, I, I think I think hundred percent it was the the brother and the mom covered it up. But or maybe the mom and dad covered it up. I think that John just didn't do it. I don't think John was involved. I really don't. I think he really believes that nobody did anything, and the mom covered it up. And when she screamed about the ransom note, that's when he found out. Mm-hmm. So I think he wasn't involved at all because it's just too convenient. The love of the son. I like, I like legit think that the movie Orphan First Kill is like the reenactment of this. But it's but the, like a conspiracy theory. So no one's going to take it to like I a legit that account. Because the, the daughter went missing and was found alive but the mom knew she was already dead yeah because the mom like covered it up because the son did it yeah like i think this is legit orphan first kill was like hey peeps (laughs) just to kind of throw this out there this is what happened but you're not gonna believe it type thing based on a possibly true story (laughs) yeah based on yeah imagine if they put that be like what the fuck until we just did this episode. So we should have done Orphan First Kill for this episode. Yeah, we should have. This would have been fucking perfect. We should have did Orphan First Kill. If I would have known you were doing this, I would have, we would have did that. But, I mean, this is this is good. Fifi, no. So I'm that sorry. is the case of, the unsolved case of John Benet Ramsey. Again, all information is allegedly, we do not want to get sued. Please don't sue us. But there are theories out there. There are facts out there. Believe what you believe. We've already sent, like, told you what we believe. But again, it has been almost. It has been a long time. When almost. Is, what year did this happen? 1996. So three more years have been 30 years. So yeah. or 40 years. 40 years. 30. 40. 30. 30. No, 30. 30. 30. Yeah, 30. Yeah, 30. Because um, <laughs> anyway, so in three more years, um, they're gonna be 40. I will be 40 years old. Pull. If you're 40, I'm 42. Anyway, um, so it, unless something happens where they can get evidence some other way, but the house has been sold, bought and sold multiple times. I don't think like, there's, I think this is a cold, cold, It's never going to get solved unless case. something happens, but I hope I you... I mean, en- what could happen? It's been 30 years now. They've already tried to re-dig up evidence and like look at stuff. It's just, there's so many, there's too many factors. Like the thing got contaminated. The dad picked up the body, which he should not have done that um there was too many people in the house and that kind of put goes to the point where i was saying he was so stricken with grief he picked up his daughter 
Like, I don't think he was involved with cover-up, if it if that's how it went down. But so, they're also, like, everyone, I, I, would, I would think that every grown adult would know not to tamper with evidence. And he was like, bam. So if, that could have been a planned is, thing. If you randomly walked into the house and I was laying, like, bloody I would not touch you you would touch me no I would not because I know not to because I want to find out what actually happened if I touch you that's going to ruin everything and it's going to also make it look like I did it because my DNA and everything is on you now or a hair could well I mean your beard hair falls off your DNA is already on me though not necessarily if you in the house not necessarily because I especially if I wasn't here which is something happened to your house I would definitely not be here so, but the thing is, we have so many cameras around the house, you can't kill me. So everybody who's trying to plot my death, true. don't. Um, uh, I Yeah, that's just... <laughs> I I think my theory is 95, 98%. I like how you were at 98. Oh, 95. Stop, Fifi. Another Fifi moment. It's because, I mean, I don't fool it, but I would say 98%. 95, 98. It's, it's in the high 90s, for sure. Yeah. Well, that it was number three option. Number... The 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 last one you said the that's one? fucking out the window. That's why that's I said stupid. crazy theory. There are crazy theories out there. Okay, so technically it's part of two, and all of three. So I think all of three is one of them, and then partially two is in there. The parents did have something to do with it. Maybe not the dad, but the mom did for sure. She might not have actually committed it, but she helped either finalize her passing, which sounds yeah. terrible. Or she helped cover it up. So she had something to do with it in a way. Yeah. All right, guys. If y'all have not seen Orphan First Kill, y'all should watch Watch it. Y'all be like, holy shit. It's Uh very similar. Very similar. Kind of like loosely similar. Let's be I mean, yeah, loosely. Like the ending is, okay, no. But like the plot, I guess, is very similar to this. All right, so we are getting pretty long here. Um, so that is the episode. Our next episode, Lur gets to choose the movie, and My I get the topic. Movie is so I little thrower out there. I started watching this movie on Netflix. I downloaded when I'm on the plane, and it looked really good. So I got like 15, 20 minutes into it. I was like, I think wifey would really enjoy this. I'm gonna stop it. So um, it started to look really good in the very beginning. It's on Netflix, and it's called. The Cargo. So Cargo is on Netflix. Watch it. Uh, it is from 1997. 2017. I yeah, looked it up. Maybe. It was know. like 2017. I, I don't know why. It's somewhat recent. I don't think it's like a new, new, new movie. And it's on I Netflix. think it's like a Netflix original. I don't think Which it Which I like love those. Those are usually so. really good. So Netflix yeah, originals. One, it, it seemed really fucking good. Do you so. want to know what my topic is? I think I told you. I don't remember. We're going to get Illuminati in this bitch. Really, we're going to start being on the radar. I mean, there was a lot of, like, not actually a lot, a lot of information out there, but I did well, dig up. of course not. Histories and shit. It's pretty interesting. So. I'm surprised you found anything, honestly. Yeah. It, it's interesting. It's, I, it, I don't know. I'm, we're, it's probably not going to be as long as an episode next time because there's not as much there's information. There's not a lot. Well, but of course I feel like not. we're going to have a lot of talking points that we're going to get into. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Um, let's run through it. We're not qualified is coming up, so make sure that you write in. We're uh, we're not qualified.com. 
in for the night 69 at gmail.com or you can also go to our website in for the night podcast.com and go to contact and send your information there so stories what's your favorite theory well favorite loosely favorite theory for john benny ramsey's death i would um, like to definitely hear that so if you have any theories like that um send them our way um we definitely want to hear what you think. And if you have a very in-depth description of why you think... Definitely want to hear we that. We want to hear that. Because any information is really really inf- interesting, if I could talk. But also, what else is on our website, Lur? Uh, merch and Patreon. Patreon. So if you love hearing our voice, but you want to see our pretty fucking faces, definitely join Patreon. Because we're now here. We did it well Finally. wifey did it i had nothing to do with it wifey did all the all the things i am very white and have no hair and blurs black and have no hair well <laughs> i do have, now but you I have need more hair than i do on my entire body i need a shave but i just been uh lazy lazy so yeah. um so definitely do that also if you become patreon there are different tiers so if you only want to give a buck and you just want to watch our videos go for it because i'm pretty sure we have fun Facial expressions. Mm. Cheese. Anyway, um, we hope we gave you a reason to stay in for the night. And until next time. Peace out.